Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans coming to you today. Today is Sunday. The time is 12.24. We are late, but we are still on time because it's the timing of God. November the 8th, 2020. The time is 12.24. And today is Sunday. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I pray that when you receive these words, songs, and the word of God, that it will meet you in health, with joy, with peace, with the grace that God has placed upon you, and that all is well with you and your household. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart today. Try me, dear Savior, know my thoughts. I pray, see if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Oh, Holy Ghost, revival comes from you. Send a revival. Place my hands in you. Revival is coming. Revival is coming. I feel it, I know it, I see it. We'd ask God to cleanse us. Prepare us, prepare our hearts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. We have to be revived. Revive us again. Fill our hearts with thy love. We have to be revived. And so he gives us great, great grace, greater than all our sin. Marvelous grace of our love, Thing, Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threatened the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge 
the mighty cross. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide. Whiter than snow you may be today. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe you that are longing to see his face will you this moment his grace receive grace grace god's grace grace that will pardon and cleanse within Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your cry. He is passing by this moment, your need he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. And can it be? Think of it. And can it be? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me who caused him pain for me who him to death pursued he left his father's throne above so free so in finite his grace emptied himself of all but love and bled for Adam's helpless race. No condemnation now I dread. I am my Lord's and he is mine. Alive in him, my living head, and clothed in righteousness divine. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me. 
Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me amazing love what a love what a love amazing love what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus what can make me all again nothing but the blood of jesus all oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain i know nothing but the blood of jesus for my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fountain i know nothing but the blood of jesus it's nothing but the blood of jesus in our message today from the holy spirit as i ring this bell <clears throat> this is apostle shirley Evans telling you, yes, there is a message from the Holy Spirit. He's talking today about amazing love. His love is amazing. Amazing. Amazing that he would save a wretch like us, the writer said. Amazing love that he would save a sinner like me, like you. <clears throat> That's amazing love. Amazing love was willing to die. There was one <clears throat> who was willing to die in my stead that a soul so unworthy might live. And the path to the cross he was willing to tread all the sins of my life to forgive. He was nailed to the cross. He was nailed to the cross. Oh, how much he was willing to bear. With what anguish and loss, Jesus went to the cross. But he carried my sins with him there. I will cling to my Savior and never depart i will earnestly serve him 
each day. With a song on my lips and a song in my heart, I will earnestly serve him each day. He was nailed to the cross. He was nailed to the cross. Oh, how much he was willing to bear. With what anguish and loss, Jesus went to the cross, but he carried my sin with him there. But he carried my sins with him there. Amazing love. Our scripture today is from John chapter 3, verse 1 to 21. And it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, 
that light is come into the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved but he that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in god and that's the word of the lord that i read from john chapter 3 verse 1 to 21 jesus and nicodemus having a conversation nicodemus it is very good that we can have a conversation with god a lot of us need to find time to have the conversation with god yes he's a big and great god marvelous god and all of that but he he says he will speak to you call unto me and i will answer you he wants a conversation with us john chapter 3 verse 1 see jesus went to jerusalem for the passover he cleared the temple and talked with nicodemus Nicodemus who was a religious leader he talked to him about eternal life he then left Jerusalem and traveled to Judea on his way to Galilee he visited Sychar and other villages in Samaria unlike most Jews of the day he did not try to avoid the region of Samaria Nicodemus was a Pharisee and he was a member of the ruling council, which was called the Sanhedrin Council. The Pharisees were a group of religious leaders whom Jesus and John the Baptist often criticized for being hypocrites. The word hypocrites, being back from there, they were hypocrites then, they're hypocrites now. Matthew chapter 3 verse 7 says, Matthew 3 and 7. Matthew 3 and 7 says, Thank you, Lord. It says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have warned you to flee from the wrath to come? When I was young, the old people used to say that we were generation of vipers. Well, I believe in that generation time, they were generation of vipers too. But they try to blame it on us. So, let me continue. For more, most Pharisees were intensely jealous of Jesus because he undermined their authority and challenged their views but nicodemus was searching and he believed that jesus had come with the answers that he needed he, he was searching he was a learned teacher himself he came to jesus to be taught now that's humility no matter how intelligent and well educated you are you must come to Jesus with an open mind and heart so he can teach you the truth about God. 
you know, every time I send these messages that the Holy Spirit would have me to send, He gives it to me, and I send it, I speak it out. I remember one time I said, well, Holy Spirit, why do you have me to read the entire scripture that you give me? He said, because did I not say faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God? And there are some people who are going to receive this. They're not going to the Bible, but they're going to believe the word because they, even if they have a Bible and they see it in the Bible, but what happened, the Holy Spirit said, as I'm speaking it to you, you're hearing it. And he's increasing your faith. Faith comes by hearing. So I can't, I can't take off one jot or one tittle of the word that he tells me to say, the scripture. And that's why I read a lot of scripture. Because not only that, I'm hearing, it's increasing my faith, you're hearing, and it's increasing your faith. Because some people are not even going to pick up the word. They're not going to take time with it. But they are hearing it. They are hearing it. It's resonating in their spirit man. And so we need this because the time is going to come. We're not going to be able to pick up the word, but it's going to already been written inside of our hearts. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. So no matter how intelligent and well-educated you are, you must come to Jesus with an open mind and heart so that he can teach you the truth about God. Nicodemus came to Jesus personally, so we had to come to him personally as well. Although he could have sent one of his assistants, he wanted to examine Jesus for himself to separate fact from rumor. That's like when the woman was at the well and Jesus spoke to her, she went out and told the man, well, they believe what she said, but they wanted to come themselves. Perhaps Nicodemus was afraid of what his peers, the Pharisees, would say about his visit. So he came in the night, in the dark. He didn't want them to see him. Later, when he understood that Jesus was truly the Messiah, he spoke up boldly in his defense. Like Nicodemus, we must examine Jesus for ourselves. Others cannot do it for us. Then, if we believe he is who he says, we will want to speak up for him. What did Nicodemus know about the kingdom? From the Bible, he knew it would be ruled by God. It would be restored on earth and it would incorporate God's people. Jesus revealed to this devout Pharisee that the kingdom would come to the whole world, not just the Jews, and that Nicodemus wouldn't be a part of it unless he was personally born again. So even though the kingdom was coming to the whole wild world, you had to have a personal relationship. He must be born again. This was a revolutionary concept the kingdom is personal, not national or ethnic, and its entrance requirements are repentance and spiritual rebirth. Jesus later taught that God's kingdom has already begun in the hearts of believers. 
it will be fully realized when Jesus returns again to judge the world and abolish evil forever. Verse 5 and 6 says, Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Of water and the Spirit, it could refer to the contrast between physical birth, which is water, and spiritual birth, which is spirit, or it could be regenerated by the Spirit and signifying that rebirth by Christians, baptism. The water may also represent the cleansing action of God's Holy Spirit. Nicodemus undoubtedly would have been familiar with God's promise that was spoken of in Ezekiel. Jesus was explaining the importance of a spiritual rebirth, saying that people don't enter the kingdom by living a better life, but by being spiritually reborn. Who is the Holy Spirit? God is three persons in one. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God became a man in Jesus so that Jesus could die for our sins. Jesus rose from the dead to offer salvation to all people through spiritual renewal and rebirth. When Jesus ascended into heaven, his physical presence left the earth, but he promised to send the Holy Spirit that his spiritual presence would still be among, among mankind. The Holy Spirit first came, the Holy Spirit first became available to all believers at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Whereas in Old Testament days, the Holy Spirit empowered specific individuals for specific purposes. Now all believers have the power of the Holy Spirit available to them. Jesus, in verse 8, the, where it says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus explained that we cannot control the work of the Holy Spirit. He works in ways we cannot predict or understand. Just as you did not control your physical birth, so you cannot control your spiritual birth. It is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit. The Jewish, this Jewish teacher of the Bible knew the Old Testament thoroughly, but he didn't understand what it said about the Messiah. See, Nicodemus was a Jewish teacher of the Bible. He knew the Old Testament thoroughly. He knew it like Paul. But he didn't understand what it said about the Messiah. Knowledge is not salvation. You could know the Bible from front to back and still you're not saved. You have to accept Jesus. Knowledge is not salvation. You should know the Bible. But even more important... You should understand the God 
whom the Bible reveals and the salvation that God offers. When the Israelites were wandering in the desert, God sent a plague of snakes to punish the people for their rebellious attitudes. You think this is the first beginning of this plague pandemic? No, plagues were a long time ago. Those doomed to die from snake bite could be healed by obeying God's command to look up at the elevated bronze snake and by believing that God would heal them if they did. Similarly, our salvation happens when we look up to Jesus, believing he will save us. God has provided this way for us to be healed of sin's deadly bite. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The entire gospel comes to us to focus, it comes to focus in this verse. God's love is not static or self-centered. It reaches out and draws others in. Here God sets, sets the pattern of true love. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. God sets the pattern of true love. The basis for all love relationships. When you love someone daily, you are willing to give freely to the point of self-sacrifice. God paid daily with his life of his son. The highest price he could pay, which is the life of his son. Jesus accepted our punishment, paid the price for our sins, and then offered us the new life that he had bought for us. When we share the gospel with others, our love must be like Jesus' love, willingly giving up our own comfort and security so that others might join us in receiving God's love. Some people are repulsed by the idea of eternal life because their lives are miserable. But eternal life is not an extension of a person's miserable, miserable mortal life. Eternal life is God's life embodied in Christ given to all believers now as a guarantee that they will live forever. In eternal life, there is no death, there's no sickness, there's no enemy, there's no evil or sin. When we don't know Christ, we make choices as though this life is all we have. In reality, this life is just the introduction to eternity. Receive this new life by faith and begin to evaluate all that happens from an eternal perspective. To believe is more than intellectual agreement that Jesus is God. It means to put our trust and confidence in him, that he alone can save us. This morning, the Holy Spirit gave me this word, and I'll tell you right now, as I turn in my bed, this is what he gave me. Isaiah chapter 30. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
You are so awesome. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. To believe is more than intellectual agreement that Jesus is God. It means to put our trust and confidence in him, that he alone can save us. It is to put Christ in charge of our present plans and eternal destiny. See, but in this scripture, in Isaiah 30, verse 15, it says, For thus said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. So, we could listen and be saved, accepting him. It means to put our trust and confidence in him that he alone can save us. It is to put Christ in charge of our present plans and eternal destiny. Believing is both trusting his words as reliable and relying on him for the power to change. If you have never trusted Christ, let this promise of everlasting life be yours and believe. People often try to protect themselves from their fears by putting their faith in something they do or have, that is good deeds, skill or intelligence, money or possessions. But only God can save us from the one thing that we really need to fear, that is eternal condemnation. We believe in God by recognizing the insufficiency of our own efforts to find salvation and by asking him to do his work in us. When Jesus talks about unbelievers, he means those who reject or ignore him completely, not those who have monetary doubts. People don't want their lives exposed to God's light. Why? because they are afraid of what will be revealed. They don't want to be changed. Don't be surprised when these same people are threatened by your desire to obey God and do what is right, because they are afraid that the light in you may expose some of the darkness in their lives. Rather than giving in to discouragement, keep praying that they will come to see how much better it is to live in light than in darkness. So you keep encouraging them. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I want to go on to, to verse. We had stopped there, but I want to go on to but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly what he has done has been done through God. An awesome God. 
What an awesome God. So he's letting us know today what amazing love he has given us. Amazing love. So Father, today, we just thank you for your amazing love. When we look back at our lives and see the way we were, but yet you come and pick us up with your love. And when we were in our sin, you spoke and you say live. And you were willing to go on the cross and lay down your life for us. We just bless you today for your amazing love. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? So, here it is. The teacher that came from glory, Jesus, he's willing to teach us and to show us a better way. Because we came into this world condemned already. But he said, I've come that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. So here he was about to give Nicodemus that love, that life more abundantly. To teach him the real truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. So amazing love. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Tidy for me who caused him pain for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should die for me. And he is calling us softly and tenderly. He's still calling some of us. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. Calling for you and for me. See on the portals, he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home, come home.
tenderly Jesus is calling calling oh sinner come home yesterday in the message I talk about the rain and how it's a good thing he shut the heaven and he didn't let it rain now for 40 days because how we would make it and so here comes we've got nice rain from last night it's still raining it's raining it's raining I can feel him in a lot of rain come now Jesus come now Jesus and send the rain until we are soaked and we are soaked in a lot of rain we got a victory hallelujah we've got a victory hallelujah every knee shall bow every tongue confess that jesus is lord that jesus is lord every knee shall bow every tongue confess that jesus is lord that jesus is lord and father we just thank you for this day we thank you for your amazing love Help us not to take it for granted that you love us. Help us to receive your love. Help us to believe it that you really love us. And Father, I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love and your peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding. I pray that it will guard our hearts and minds this day and forevermore. And I love you people of God. I pray that you will stay safe and whatever you need, reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. You will find he's not too busy to hear your cry. He is passing by this moment, your need he will supply. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. Reach out and touch the Lord as he passed by. Father, we thank you today. We glorify your name. We give all glory to the Holy Ghost who has taught us today about love, amazing love. The Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.